Achievement unlocked. Two players and a podcast now loaded. Dreamers and Flam family, this is Two Peas in a Pond, brought to you by General Andrews and Liberty Flam. And we are sponsored by the 8-Bit Dojo and ESN, where we aim to be selfless, not selfish. Also today with us, our guests, Steph of Anime and Insane in the Rain, will be joining. This is episode 39 of season 4, entering the anime community for the first time. Hey, 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 Flippity Flam, my man! How are you, dude? I'm doing very well, my dude. How are you doing, General? I'm doing awesome and like doubly awesome. We are so lucky to be bestowed with another guest appearance from the one, the only anime expert, Steph of Anime. How are you doing? (gasps) Hi, I'm so excited to be here for, I think this is number five for special appearances. Uh, Viewers at home, uh, yeah, keep track and uh, you get a gold star every time you find Steffo in the podcast. So yeah, I'm super excited to be here, but for today's episode, it's not just me. I decided to also bring a special guest alongside myself. Is that a thing that you do on podcasts? Because, well, well, we're making it happen right now. But uh, I would also love to introduce uh, Carlos, a.k.a. Insane in the Rain, who's also with me here today. Hello. Hello. It is your resident um, not anime expert <laughs> here to provide all the opinions that um, the anime expert cannot provide because they are so um, expertly attuned to anime. And here I am. I am just just along for the ride. Hello. Awesome. Well, w- welcome on in both of you. This is actually also the first ever episode that we've had on multiple guests in this new format. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's oh, cozy here. So uh, just breaking all sorts of so, sorts of ground today. So I, I appreciate both of you taking the time out of your busy schedules. So, okay, well, as we were talking about before the episode even started here, what we're gonna talk about tonight is entering the anime community for the first time, which if we only talked about with a panel of people who are pro-anime for at least a decade already? Because, Flip, you've been an anime fan for a long time as well, right? As well, Is yes. That yeah, okay. <laughs> so, therefore, you know, with at least a decade or longer worth of, like, I am an anime fan, I think it's so perfect that, Steph, you, you brought Carlos along here because that way it's not like, oh, well, they, they all just love anime already. It's Are they going to really be fair with the topic or how they're going about this? So thank you for being here because your input's going to be very important for everyone that might not know or might just be starting an anime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Steph, so you're the actual the one who brought the suggestion to the table how do you go about entering the anime community bringing a friend along maybe bringing a family member along what is your way of going about it yes i love getting to talk about this because you know on previous podcast episodes we've gotten to share our love of anime and i think it goes without being said that you want to share that love with the people in your lives, you know? And one of those people, for example, is, you know, hey, Carlos, I wanted to get him into anime. You know, once you once you get to know someone that has stuff of anime in their name, you know, I kind of just want everyone to kind of give it a try. And I, I firmly believe 
that there is an anime out there for everyone. And just like with Western media, it's all about giving that really good first impression. So I would love to hear, you know, what everyone in this call thinks. But for me, I like to do a little bit of a diagnostic test when it comes to recommending someone's first anime. I think there's a lot of people online who will say, oh, well, th the best anime to recommend is just this one, just because of XYZ reasons. But I always like to do a more curated and personalized approach. So I'll ask someone, okay, well, what are already your favorite shows? Like, what kind of things are you into? And then I go from there to kind of, dictate which type of anime or genre someone will like really resonate with that makes sense because you're right i have seen people like oh yeah it's definitely this anime and i assume it's for clicks right and that's mm -hmm. why that's the way they're going about it there but if i'm genuinely <laughs> invested in someone's like like for example if i was going to be invested in carlos's beginnings to anime i'm going to try to make sure that if he hates horror i wouldn't want to put him in a position say hey let's go watch death note let's mm -hmm. go let's go watch future diary animes that are very horror oriented it's like well this was a terrible experience and it's like oh well i didn't know you didn't like horror so yes absolutely i, th I think a diagnostic test is an excellent way to go about things i like to kind of find out what someone's tastes are uh also if someone's not even into cartoon or animations at all uh and you know trying to find out why because sometimes i won't even waste the time if they're like they're like no just that medium really just turns my brain off to being you know attached to it. i'm like oh well, that's good to know. And that way I don't actually just keep on pouring my heart into soul to try to figure this kind of thing out when they weren't going to be invested to begin with. Yeah, I I do always, um, I guess, I always try to persuade someone to give it a chance if the art style's not what they're like into because I think, I think there's this misconception that when people think anime, they think either just like an action-packed shonen type, you know, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, you know, one of the big popular ones, right? And they don't know that there's like other types of genres like a slice of life or even horror themed anime i think if you were to ask someone who's never been involved in the community they wouldn't necessarily know anything that's not kind of the mainstream stuff so yeah oh my gosh so yeah it's it's always really interesting to kind of yeah dive right into that and uh yeah i think from my perspective like being the person who has been had things like recommended to me i think the way that you recommended um you know, the anime for me to get, get into stuff was, you know, I think your assessment was, was very good. Um, mm -hmm. I also think that, uh, you know, as, as humans, we all enjoy stories, right? And it, it's just a, a fundamental part of being a human being. When it, whatever medium you consume that story, whether it's through, through an anime or through a more traditional movie or something like a book or, or a song, you know, I think for most people, like once they're able to get attached to whatever, you know, whatever the underlying story is, and once they're, they're able to feel invested, I think like the medium through which it's told tends to matter a little bit less. Um, like if I'm watching an, an, an anime or, or a movie and I really like the characters, you know, I don't necessarily really care like the fact that it that like I mean, it's just a bonus that they're in an anime. You know, I, I, I just I fundamentally want to find out what's going to happen to them, you know. And I think you see that with, um, you know, um, like like cross. Um, what's the word? Like adaptations of things that uh, that use different platforms. Like there's, um, you know, like classic example is the manga being made into an animation, right? Somebody who like who really likes the manga might really enjoy the story when it's told through an animation or vice versa. Um, or somebody who likes, you know, I think of like the Pokemon anime might be inspired to go back and want to read the Pokemon manga um, because that's because they're invested in that story to begin with. Um, so I think 
like at a, I, I have a hard time believing people honestly when they say that like like it's like if the art style is such a turn on oh, sorry a turn off um I, I i definitely agree with you Steph. that like i think they they owe it to give it a, give it a chance and not write something up just because of how the story is told that is yeah that's, that's a great way of putting it because I, I think the most important aspects to me when it comes to an anime really is the storytelling and it can honestly be at different paces because different anime have different tempos and ways they want to go about their uh their story and, and enriching their characters potentially uh and then also uh one of the things i think a lot of people don't take into consideration is how amazing a lot of the uh musical scores are for certain animes mm-hmm. that me uh-huh. i literally uh-huh. believe that like that in and of itself just like a lot of video games that i play uh that that changes it immensely. Ah, uh, you really I, researched who you were talking to, huh? Yeah, just a little bit, you know. I, not that I was paying attention that someone was, like, extremely gifted on the automaton out of nowhere. I was just like, wait, what is going on right now? Like, I was blown away by how Steph would play on it before, and then I was, I was watching uh, Carlos do it, and I was like, okay, I, I, I got to keep watching this. This is pretty pretty darn cool. Carlos, you main the automaton. That's that's your main instrument. <laughs> it's number it's number 54 now. <laughs> Yeah, did you know Carlos has 50, yeah, 52 or something instruments? It's crazy. I did not know, but I I am not surprised based off the explanation that was given on how to actually control, or what at least uh, Carlos was doing to control the automaton uh, yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, oh my gosh, I I guess, you know, I think a really fun story to kind of say for this episode is I'll I'll kind of talk about, you know, Carlos, I'll tell the story of, you know, recommending the anime I thought that you should watch for the first time and you Mm. can kind of give your perspective of what it's now been like now kind Mm. of getting to be more involved in the community kind of understand you know oh when you see something on twitter and you're like oh i i get that now i understand Mm -hmm. um but you know i did a little bit of a diagnostic test and you know something that i also thought of there's so there's so many classics that i think could be great you know for somebody who wants to see an adventure story or somebody who wants like a you know a chill non-action-packed thing because you know i was talking to carlos and uh and carlos am i correct like you weren't really looking for something that was like really like high energy to watch you wanted something you know when you're winding down for the night kind of give a go something that had really nice characters like you know before i recommended an anime to you like do you remember kind of what you had told me in terms of things that you liked? yeah i think um i just i i liked um hmm, i definitely remember thinking that act like action was not a primary thing that i was super interested in i i tend to 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 find that i have to be in the mood if i'm watching something action like even like we, we've even been like we've been watching um chainsaw man right as it's been coming out and mm-hmm. something like and something like that with the you know with the the very like not the whole thing isn't actiony but like when this when the sequences get intense you know like even when they do i find myself having to be like like okay carlos like you, you've like just just let it happen you know um because I, maybe this is an interesting perspective for me not being a um not being like a seasoned anime fan necessarily but i think i have to get used to like okay this is you know this is um this is how the drama this is how the drama is portrayed right this is how this point is exaggerated to make it a point because of course you know like one of the beautiful things about animation is that you don't you're not confined to the limits of reality right and you know seeing um the amount of of blood and guts and um what are they demons or devil monsters i don't know what they are They're just <laughs> Jason... torn in half thrown over to three times yeah, the size yeah, like, of the thing yeah yeah see, seeing all that stuff it's like man this is um this is very over the top 
and I'm just, I, I feel like I'm just, I have to let that hit me. Um, so point being was that action was not one of my um, primary things. But what, what, like, what were the, I think what, I'm trying to remember the other questions you asked, like what the things you actually asked me were. Yeah, I, I definitely asked you like, okay, what are shows or media or, or what like gets you excited about the things that you're reading or watching, right? And what are some of the things that you would like there? And then I also kind of took into account, see, talking about the music a bit, I was thinking mm. of anime OSTs. And I was like, okay, what anime has a soundtrack that I think you'll really appreciate? And on top of that, I also, uh, for, for your case, because I knew that you have other friends who are seasoned anime watchers. I, I think, I think I this point, this is a good point. This is a very important part of your assessment. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I knew that you had friends who are keeping up with, you know, each season's newest shows. So I thought that I would actually go the route with you where I would pick something that is newer, you know, between 20... 20 and 2022 because this yeah. way if something's currently airing you can get right into the community and get right involved rather than you know my favorite anime of all time is full Alchemist, and i think that that is a beautiful gateway anime to get people into however you know not everyone is talking about it all the time you're not going to see cool twitter art and memes like about it right then and there you know it's just something that you can have a discussion at anime conventions or if i'm on a cool podcast where i get to talk about it um but <laughs> yes. you know so with that being said the first anime i actually recommend recommended for you was spy family which is currently airing as we speak i still need to see that one <gasps> you oh. should watch it <laughs> <laughs> i definitely need to dive into that one you know what's so funny i actually thought because if we were going uh more chill or potentially drama just based off of what information i had here i was thinking that it was going to be music oriented for the mm -hmm. anime is what I, I was gonna assume just from the limited information that i had here and so uh, to hear that one that's not the one i was expecting so why spy family since for example i have not watched it yeah so first of all i think spy family has impressed me in the way that the characters have been developed i think that it's very accessible in that you know, it's not so outlandish like with some other shows. You know, we mentioned like Chainsaw Man where the characters are very stereotypically anime, right? They're very exaggerated, you know. <laughs> so I think Spy Family, it, it does have drama and it's got a lot of silliness to it, but at its core, there's this really wholesome family dynamic that I think so many people can just like gravitate towards and also very, very cute main characters. So I just think that the way they wrote the characters was really special and also it's a you know a shorter show right now there aren't too many episodes that's another thing that when i'm recommending an anime to someone if there's hundreds of episodes i don't tend to give that as a first recommendation because i want you to be able to finish it you know finish what's been given to you uh so that you don't get overwhelmed because if someone told me oh you know watch one piece as your first anime i would be extremely overwhelmed and not be motivated to finish it at all you know that's, to get to that finish that's one. like giving someone a restaurant recommendation and the first thing being an all-you-can-eat buffet right it's like i feel like part of the part of the benefit part of the cool thing about a buffet is that you know is the novel is being exposed to the novelty of oh you know you, there isn't a set menu you can just get what, whatever you want right? because that is different from the the normal concept of a restaurant of you know getting your getting your dish and having your one thing from the set menu right and in in the same way that you know yeah if you had recommended me one piece i'd be like oh god you know like i i, I won't be able to finish this and, and actually form an opinion um so i'm, I'm glad you recommended, recommended me that one so uh, the point was brought up by um Eugene Andrews of um, 
that I should have watched. Like, like I'm surprised it wasn't a music themed anime. Um, now the truth is, I've actually seen a few of them. Um, I've actually se seen just a couple. So Spy Family isn't like my first of all of of all time. I've I've checked out just a couple um, over the years. Um, now I am a, I am what you would call a uh, um, a, um, a band geek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's why I was curious. I I wanted to you know get that specific angle because for me, just because I enjoy and I'm enamored by it, you might be like. Oh my gosh! What are you doing? That's not the right thing. I, I, you know, whatever your professional uh, critique may be, maybe that would take you out of the element because you know music so gosh darn well. Obviously, when you have fifty plus instruments uh, at your disposal. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Uh, yeah, and you're right that, that that phenomenon can sometimes happen. Like um, to use an example in the world of cinema, there's this movie called Whiplash. Um, have you seen it at all? Are you familiar? I don't think I have seen it actually. But so feel okay. free to give us a little bit of a rundown. Sure. Whiplash is this is like a story about a um, a jazz drummer who's training at a music school, and it's the story of how uh, this this drummer is like berated by his instructor and goes through on this journey to find himself. And um, it is very contra in because I'm a big like you know the 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 jazz music community is probably like my bread and butter, but I'm used to personally. Um, there's so much controversy about it, which is, you know, whether it's duly, which is deserved or not, I'm not sure, but it does get the clicks, so people talk about it. Um, it's like, it is a very, very over-dramatized um, representation of what actually happens, um, in, or what is normal in, in that world. And uh, so I'm definitely aware of that, that that can happen and worry of that in anime. Um, but the anime that I have seen um, that were very specifically music um whenever i tell people that you know that i'm like getting into anime they're like oh what what's the one is it your lie in april the one that like steph the one that yeah you tell me i, 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 I should have seen time that's why yeah. my brain was locked on <laughs> yeah 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 and if you're like oh my gosh you haven't seen that oh my gosh you're gonna cry you have to watch this one and i'm like i haven't seen it um but actually the first anime i i, I think i ever watched was called and it's called hibike euphonium um sound euphonium uh i don't know if you guys know this one um it's the story it's this. Oh, I, I forget the main character's name. It's been quite a few years, but it's the story of um, like these these girls who are in like their um, their Japanese high school um, wind ensemble, which is like very relatable to me because that's what I grew up with. That I grew up with doing. <laughs> it's so niche, right? Um, but that was my first exposure. But but because I think it it had such a good impression on me because I'm like, okay, yeah, I know how this goes, you know. Um, I am. Uh, I'm interested. I'm invested. This is a structure that I can. I can. Um, that that makes sense to me. Um, so that was one of them. The other one that I can. Uh, another one I can think of is um, Sakamichi no Boron, um, Kids on the Slope, um, which I think is a bit more of a niche pick in the anime world. If if I'm if I know. If I would I'm, say. I would say it's. It, like the ones that you watched are so interesting because they're not the ones you would typically expect that someone's watched before. Like usually it's yeah. the more popular ones, but yeah, the, I would say they're pretty niche. It's um, like it, 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 I feel, was maybe like 2016. I, I don't remember when it came out. Yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like I'm handed I'm handed the the anime trail mix, right? And I'm like, okay, I only want the green M and M's, right? And I just eat those ones specifically, um, and those just happen to be those those two anime. Um, the other one is um, uh, Carol and Tuesday. I'm not sure if like is that an anime? I think uh -huh. it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another one that's music music focused. I think it's a little less music focused than the other two, but um, there is music in that. Uh, so yeah, it's it's an eclectic collection of of, of I mean I, I know okay I've seen like most of the Studio Ghibli films too, you know. Um, but in terms of, you know, watching a, a series, I think 
those are those are the points of entry I had before um, before Steph's um, extensive diagnostic test on me. So <laughs> that's awesome, and I'm glad you also brought up uh, Carol and Tuesday because I was curious about that one. Yeah, because there were so many different forms of music because they you know they're trying to tell the story of this this new world and how music is done and yeah. what's 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 dying. Steph hasn't part seen of this one. Oh, you haven't seen this one. I well, haven't. I need okay. to. It's been oh, wow. You got to hear. You, and you have to hear the musical genius that is the Mermaid Sisters. I'm just telling you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I can't wait. But yeah, so I'll, I'll make sure not to go too far with it. Then I'll keep it. You know, I'll keep it a, a little hush or hush on the on the uh, edges of it. Yeah. But I was curious, you know, because of the fact there are so many different ones and how they who they could actually sign to go ahead and represent these individuals. Right. Um, when they would sing a couple of times, you're like, wait, <laughs> that's your that's your voice. Okay. Yeah. I did uh -huh. not expect that coming from you. Very interesting. Uh, and uh, that actually inspired me for one of the characters. And this is the only one I'll talk about, so it doesn't ruin too much. Uh, but Piotr, uh, mm -hmm. definitely mm -hmm. his singing voice is not what I expect. And I actually had a conversation uh, on Instagram uh, with Piotr and, and asking him about his role in that uh, anime and trying to pick his brain a little bit on. Uh, you know what, what what is he allowed to say is okay to be used from his music because i was doing some cosplay stuff to do with that one i was like hey am i allowed to use your song because it's, it's like it is your song he's like it is but for x amount of time it's owned by these individuals so even though i'll tell you it's okay i'm almost certain they're gonna probably pull you know some type of uh specificity for their legal aspect I'm like, okay well good thing i talked to you and i i learned a little bit about information uh, well, uh yeah, welcome to really the lovely nice world of music copyright i yes. oh man i could oh <laughs> man that could be a whole separate episode on <laughs> But yeah, that, that that one's really good. So if you have not checked that out, and uh, even if you're not a music fan, like, I think it just it does a really good storytelling. It just happens to also have music as a part of mm -hmm. uh, the launching angle for its storytelling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I find that really interesting because... So, you know, Carlos, you weren't completely fresh, but I would say that, you know, before we started chatting, you know, you didn't really talk a lot about the types of like anime you would watch and also like interacting with the community. So do you find that, you know, now that it's been like a couple more months kind of getting to dive in, watch a couple more shows that are, you know, airing as we speak, like has that kind of changed your perspective on just watching anime and interacting with the community at all? Yeah, definitely. I feel like those at least, uh, you know, because uh, I'm watching things that are currently airing and I, uh, I, I feel like I mean, and, and that's where, the, where most of the discussion is happening right now. I feel like I'm able to participate a little bit. Um, like I've had this this group of guys that I've um, worked out with for quite a few years. And, um, you know, every time we come over, like we're talking about it's usually like we had a few months where all we would talk about was Elden Ring, you know, and we would just make, you know, jokes and stuff about that. And then, um, you know, recently it's been a uh, it's it's been nice for me to be able to you know um sort of hang with them on their their, their talks about anime um just in the same way that it's nice to be you know it's like it's not it's nice to be able to have caught up on like a tv show or or play a game that's come out recently um it's just another another community that i feel like i can be a part of because i'm actively participating in it and um it has it's, it's been nice to do that um and i think having your your introduction like the way you introduced me to it steph was nice because frankly from the perspective of someone you know who it's not like i'm not aware that anime is huge and it is great and i'm of course an anime appreciator and i am, you know mostly exposed 
mostly exposed to the music, but just um, because there's so much overlap in the gaming, um, like gaming fan culture and anime fan culture, that I've seen a lot of a lot of that as well. But from the perspective of someone who's relatively uninitiated, uninitiated it's like intimidating to get in because um, you you all were talking about recommendations, and I feel like you know if you get like you couldn't. Everybody has their own opinion, you know, and everybody's opinion is right to them, right? And it can be very, you know, intimidating to just have all these opinions and be like, well, then which one do I listen to? You know, like all, all these animes have good reviews and, and things like that. So um, I feel like either having one person who like really knows, like really can give you like personalized recommendation or just ignoring all of it and just going with what is it like, seems, you know, it seems exciting to you, I think is, is the way to go. I heard a saxophone play in one of the Spy Family soundtracks and I said, this is, this is the one. This, this is the is, one. This, this is the one that you this gotta watch. Is, oh my gosh! Uh, you chose right, you chose correctly. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, one of the things I do want to kind of jump in here with to again keep it going, where we're talking about introducing individuals to the uh, anime community that might not know. Obviously, it sounds like you've been in really good hands. Uh, again, I'm not surprised. It, it, it's Steph of anime for a reason. Who's that? And... <laughs> Who's that? And what I want to bring up here is some of the tropes from before. Now, there's some of them still exist, right? They're not completely gone, uh, but some of the tropes that some people might find a little bit more uh, maybe agitating or might make them say, eh, I'm not really interested in this. And so I'm curious to hear uh, everyone's opinion on are, do they like anime from that trope at all because there's some anime where you're like you know what this one had a really good balance for the story and that trope that they decide to utilize versus no there's you know most of the time when i find that anime it's usually just overdone and it, it's kind of exhausting uh so i'm gonna go ahead and name off a few of these here uh and then feel free to whoever would like to jump in on uh, saying, yeah, let me know. So one of the things uh, that anime has actually been starting to do a lot more of, which is a weird thing to say here, is actually going in a lot less anime or total episodes. And so one of the things it's starting to do now is anime is, can, is starting to approach almost a filler list like approach to their overall shows. Maybe a couple of shonen still kind of hold on to that, uh, but it seems like anime itself is kind of approaching that direction. Now, for those of us here who are anime veterans, did you like your filler or did you not like your filler? This is a spicy question. Right? Oh, this is a great spicy. question. I think it really depends. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. So I think filler can be used to strengthen your attachment and bond to the characters you already love in a show. And I think a great example is Inuyasha had filler episodes. You know, Inuyasha aired and ended up being 167 episodes. And there was a lot of filler between the main plot. And I loved every single filler episode. But when you look at a different show like Naruto, and honestly, even how long it took Dragon Ball, you know, to get through some of those oh, fight scenes. I'm, it, they, this is a hot take, but, you know, even Dragon Ball... I, it dragged for me and i said okay i just want to see the end of this fight like i want to see you know this fight wrap up like you know we get a couple of really good episodes here but you know i've seen it done really well you know i think slayers is another one that's a bit more, you know old school but has like really great filler episodes and uh, you know i i think it can be a good thing if you're cutting out the filler that is done because for example they catch up to the manga 
And so they're just keeping filler going until the author has written enough content. So it's not purposeful filler. I think if it's purposeful filler, I love it. I want more of it. But half the time, it's because of production delays or it's because they don't want to stop the show, which nowadays you do see them pause, you know, for a season or two and then return with like part two of season one. Excellent points. Flippity Flam. Well, I'll go with one of the words. Like I hated, I loved watching bleach that was one of the first ones i watched <laughs> yeah and it it's good but the filler in that is terrible too it's like naruto filler it just doesn't it's useless i hate filler i can't stand it so i to go along with what you said about bleach right there is that because now for me real quick i want to make this caveat how i got introduced to the majority of my anime was thanks to cartoon network and then specifically uh, adult swim in the evening because they had that huge block oh Not just was, it, was it was it tsunami days or was it like tsunami is right after school so you're, you were getting like maybe two anime shows and two other kind of that that are cartoons but they kind of had an anime yeah. flair to them even though they were cartoons while right. your adult swim like let's say on saturday nights it was going to be like three four hours straight so that meant like what six to eight different shows you're going to see in that time yeah. that right. were anime oriented. like i just remember watching i, I watched in Inuyasha that way i remember watching uh bleach that way cowboy bebop and trigon that's how i got introduced mm -hmm. to them so one thing to just go back to the whole bleach commentary there was i just remember being caught in like filler episodes like all the time when i remember to tune in for bleach and i'm just like what is happening in this story i don't get it somebody explained to me and then finally someone who actually been making sure to watch like every single week finally had caught me up to what the heck was going on but like it's like i had i kept on missing all of like the important story episodes and i yeah. always saw filler and i was just like I don't get what, why does this anime matter? Why? Does it make sense to me? <laughs> That's the hard part when you're watching it on TV too, because then sometimes if the episodes aren't out yet, you know, you think, okay, I'm ready for the next episode. And then it would start back at episode one, or they'll choose to only air, you know, the first 20 episodes on TV. And so then you don't ever get to see the rest for whatever reason. It just didn't get fully licensed or what have you. Oh, that, that was DBZ for me growing up. Oh, man. Oh. It, it would be, you, you'd, you'd watch Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They'd just be randomly somewhere that they've already shown you before. And then Friday <laughs> was the new episode. And so hopefully you remember what happened the previous Friday. And there, boom. Okay, cool. This is great. New episode. And like you were talking about before, and the Frieza saga is the worst about it. Out of all the sagas, <laughs> the Frieza saga is the worst about the, they powered up for like eight episodes in a row. And you're like, just hit the darn saying all right just punch him something P punch punch the <laughs> <Yeah>. alien <laughs> but then let's say it was a holiday friday and you're like yes it's gonna be my new episode but it's a holiday and if you remember back in the day for your tv viewing pleasure holidays completely threw off your normally scheduled content yep it's like no, i gotta wait so long <laughs> oh those are the days now i'm going to transition from that specific one because i think these ones go hand in hand is that and we taught you already talked about it like with one piece but series with just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes rarely exist it seems like now those are just ones that were already going from before that doesn't seem to be the current aim for most anime like like a lot of shonen typically end up in your triple digits if that's fair to say go ahead and correct me if i'm wrong i think that's pretty fair i i think we've got a couple of long running ones but even 
even the long-running shows that exist are being given in bite-sized pieces. Like, you think My Hero Academia, you think Jujutsu Kaisen, some of these shonens that you know ultimately will have hundreds of episodes, but you're getting them in, like, 12 to 24 episodes at a time that's very digestible. And so someone could stop after 24 episodes, and there's still more, but they're kind of leaving it at a certain... Like, they're finishing the arcs before they continue, which I think is a nice thing. Ooh, that's a that's a good way of looking at it. I, I like that because that's true. I noticed that one as well. It's that the amount of episodes for what they call a season uh, is so much less. So you're like, oh, I could do that. Mm-hmm. I, I can watch mm-hmm. over the next month. I can watch twelve episodes, no problem. Yeah, yeah that's easy. That's easy peasy. Yeah, because it, it really hit me with my hero. I I love my hero academia, and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, when I started watching it and it finished airing, season one was like twelve episodes, which was so manageable and accessible. And now when you want to get someone into my hero, oh, there's 65 or something episodes 70 maybe and but but they're coming out in like these 12 episode batches which if you if you frame it to someone like that it's a lot more you know manageable but uh yeah so i think there's still a couple of them out there that are but i do think you're right that uh on a whole uh we do see less of that than we did prior (laughs) it's so funny you're talking about the digestible content uh for some of these longer uh anime and my brain Mm -hmm. automatically thought to like there's one anime right now and i love the anime but the overall amount of episodes per season it's a complete crapshoot a complete crapshoot and i'm not sure if any of you already thinking what anime i'm talking about here but hunter hunter oh Episode, uh-huh. 20 episodes 20 episodes 60 episodes yep. 10 episodes you're like yep. <laughs> I, yep. okay i mean th- these have all been good for their different reasons but i am just like you go and tell someone that one season's got like 60 episodes someone's gonna be like uh i don't know about that yeah Even you though, don't see that it's <laughs> <laughs> just so random mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, all right. Enough of me going on that tangent there. Here's one that a lot of people that when I've talked to that weren't already into anime uh, would definitely say, "Uh, I'm not for that. But it seems like harem anime have not evolved with the times. Oh, God. (laughs) Is that fair? Feel free for anyone who wants to go ahead and and jump in on this one. (laughs) I'm okay. I have very strong thoughts. But Carlos, do you know what a harem is like a harem anime? Do you know? What I, I kind of know, but I'd like to have an I'd, I'd like to have the Stefano dictionary definition, please. Oh, boy. OK, there's uh, there's two subgenres. OK, there's harem anime that typically has one male lead and multiple female co-leads. And there's reverse harems, which essentially is one female uh, protagonist surrounded by male co-hosts slash co-protagonists. And essentially, they're most often visual novels, you know, in a visual novel, you know, you have multiple routes like dating simulators where you can kind of go and like date, the, you know, the different people and see who you end up with. And so imagine that as an anime. So, you know, you have one main character who potentially can date a multitude of partners in some capacity. And uh, <laughs> I, I, the problem I have with harems is that I am a hardcore um like shipper you know and i like my one couple i guess so it's really hard for me to watch a harem because i feel you don't get one really developed storyline and instead you just get like five or six unfinished storylines so that's my biggest issue but um 
Yeah, I think when you really dig deep, there's also just a lot of morally gray uh, things when it comes to that. I don't know. What, what do you all think? <laughs> um, for someone who I, I can't actually, th I don't I think I know any anime off the top of my head that that applies to. Like, are there any examples you think I might have, I know or have heard of? Oh, that you would know? Oh. Don't, now, obviously, because I don't know Carlos as well. The only one that always comes to mind instantaneously is Tenchi Muyo. Dude, I was oh, trying to think of the name of it. I'm like, I okay, know. Yeah. I'm like, it's Ten something. <laughs> Like, cause that's that's the classic of it, cause he's surrounded by all these beautiful women who are princesses of ships. I'm trying to think of ones that, like, are not good because there are ones that I do love. Like, so there's an anime called Clanad that's technically a harem. Uh, is that I didn't know that. But but it's so good. Like that one is. Because... Look at harem. Wow. Because yeah, same thing as Carlos in there. I was like, wait, that is because I didn't it I didn't is. pick up on it. Because, but what they've done is they've chosen what, well, so now, okay, we're getting really technical here, because do you still consider it if they choose one route? Because Steins Gate, technically, Steins Gate is one of my favorite anime of all time. There are, in the visual novel, technically there are multiple love interests, uh, but Steins Gate does pick one. They pick one route to kind of go down, and so... I love that show. So I in that in that way, I think when a when a harem anime does that, it it, it has evolved from just a you know get a little bit of everyone. I think instead of that, it, it's evolved. Sometimes they choose one route, which I just find I I just want a more fully fleshed out story. And I think oftentimes when you have too many characters, the odds of it being fleshed out and nice. I mean, I guess one of the worst ones. Well, it's more love triangles. I think the worst anime of all time is School Days. <laughs> um, and so I've only heard. Of that. Yeah, that's that. Uh, yeah, that, um, that's that's an experience. You go into that not wanting a quality show, but you want to um, see a piece of history, I guess, in anime culture. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny because, like, for example, my. my that I can remember, my exposure was Tenchi Muyo. And that one to me was a well done harem. It had a lot of how they utilize comedy, not like it was perfect, but how they utilize comedy in it, especially at the time frame that I was introduced to it, it felt very fresh. Mm hmm. And I feel like like you're talking about, you know, where it starts to feel like, okay, they're not completing things. And therefore, that means that they're not completing things that all the way up to that point in time, they have not developed enough growth or evolution for you to feel like this was worth watching a bunch of half paths you know while you're like i'm much more i want to see the ship i want to see you know I'm, I'm down for that you know i want to see that kind of where is that going for them oh that's where it's kind of heading okay that's cool and so i feel like tenshi muyo was able to do that but when it comes to uh anything that's specifically a harem anime i've never had an interest in this particular trope now what you were talking about earlier in regards to like steinsgate and uh, some other animes that go ahead and showcase um harem like tropes yeah. to me it's like they have that trope inside the anime but i wouldn't call that anime itself a harem anime right it's not it's not driven That's by fair. the fact that it needs to be around that old school uh especially during the 90s and early 2000s uh that was just a common theme consistently like you there's so many harem anime like I, th th you think i would name them all off but it's like i wasn't interested in that genre to be like oh i know so many different ones there are actually quite a few of them yeah that's fair i i actually agree with you there because i know and you know it's hard to think of them off the top of my head because it's not my favorite genre either so i i can't even think just right away like oh which 
what's one because i just think of all the ones i like <laughs> that's what comes to my mind first but i that's a very good point i agree all right let's let's transition out of the fact that harem animes are just that, that's not our thing right now right between this <laughs> group of, of of veterans here and and the and carlos who's letting us know what it's like to be the newbie like what what the hell is here <laughs> what do we got going on oh, listen believe believe me i know well i know what it is i'm just um i'm not familiar with like i can't just i just can't imagine something being like entirely centered around that concept like i think it's kind of i think it's kind of funny as a um as like a like 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 a little sub like a little sub thing that exists within the greater plot of something like that's something i've seen in some um like some games some rpg stories i've played right it's like there's a little bit of that in there and it's kind of funny but for that to be the driving soul thing mm, maybe not i think there uh, you know we were asked you're talking about whether you know we've seen it evolve i there are a couple of shows that I can appreciate them being satirical about it. So uh, there's this anime that aired not too long called My Next Life as a Villainess. And I really liked that one because they're making fun of both the isekai genre as well as the harem genre. And so nice. like without giving too much away, they're very self-aware of these genres existing. And so they purposefully spin it. So it's not what you expect it to be. So I can appreciate when that happens. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my only other thought on that. <laughs> I'm glad you said because uh, an anime, once you said that, that kind of self-aware and therefore it's like they're actually doing a tongue in cheek because of it. Mm -hmm. Makes me think of Psyche K for anyone oh, who's yeah. watched that anime. And there's a very specific character in that that is uh, able to communicate with the dead. Well, because he has the ability to communicate with the dead, uh, therefore he tries to utilize that to put him in positions of strength. Well, what does he do that for? He wants to have abilities that are able to attract women because he wants to make his own harem anime. And of course, Psyche K, who's, uh, <laughs> you would think with someone that's got all these powers might go on the side of evil. He's just like, what are you doing? You shouldn't be exploiting them people and is self-aware and talking about you know and he'll, he'll find different ways where he's like okay i'm gonna make sure you can't really take advantage of these people over here because of these kind of things and again making tongue-in-cheek because it's kind of weird it's kind of odd to think about that you know because they're trying to portray it like it's real uh that you'd really want that versus it's a harem anime oh ha ha funny because it's not real now here's something i think that some people might not want to be real that happened to some uh some animes now what i really want to hear steph's opinion on this one because it's gonna it really has to do a lot of uh with uh one of her favorite animes but anime only endings have now mostly phased out but there was a time that uh you know they wouldn't wait for the manga to complete they're mm -hmm. like we're going our own route and one of those that fell <laughs> to the blade of this was full metal alchemist your thoughts Oh my goodness. Well, in the case of Fullmetal Alchemist, which I think is one of the greatest anime of all time, um, I personally loved this whole storyline. I loved that they opted in this case to not do 50 filler episodes until like the manga could be done and then like bring it back around to the plot. And I I liked the different story. I thought it was the the writing was good. And you know, I feel very lucky that then we got an entire reboot that told the manga story from beginning to end, like in 2009, off the back of the success of the 2003 anime. So with Fullmetal Alchemist, I loved it. I, I feel for the manga readers, though, who don't get their ending, right? Like, let's say there is an anime-only ending, and, you know, not everyone's going to agree and love it, but I, 
it comes down to whether or not you liked it or not and so that's the thing with the 2003 anime i really enjoyed that ending i thought you know it was good i hadn't read the manga at the time but then i did read the manga afterwards got really excited hoped that they would make another one they did and so yeah i i think it's tricky because if i can have both i want both but <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. Thoughts? That's so great you said because I didn't know any better when I got to the end of Full Metal Alchemist the very first time I had seen it. So mm -hmm. to me, I was fine with that ending. Right? I was right. like, oh, okay. Versus obviously what I eventually see. And I'm like, oh, well, I definitely now do prefer this one. But at the same time, the pacing of that one brotherhood is because the other one existed. Yes, Obviously, exactly. it was done a little bit different. And I think that's also where Full Metal Alchemist gets to say in this really sweet place in history is that because of the first one existing, and again, it was good until people realized, oh, this is now where you're taking it. That amount of backlash that actually led to them deciding, hey, we're going to redo this and we're going to do it right. That was huge, in my opinion, mm -hmm. because yeah, and, it's and a good one. It's interesting that you say backlash because and i'll have to like look further into this but my my perspective on it wasn't that it was necessarily backlash but it was off the success of the show that they were able to just get the budget to then produce more content and then go back and you know by request do the ending but like i don't think as far as i'm aware it was like a like a hated ending i just thought the show did so well that they were willing to go and you know animate more content that was available right that's kind of how i saw it well again there's a difference in my opinion when we're talking about actually people hate it versus what were people willing to type online and probably the, the people that are negative were going to be a little more willing to voice their opinion that's true. so that's, that's what i could have been exposed to when i was right. going through the different like reddits and stuff like that where i'm like oh 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 no the internet is a scary place <laughs> so what you're saying is probably the actual real overarching aspect of it versus yeah. the experience or the uh, little cataclysm i was inside to be like oh man people are really upset about this i didn't know right. i liked it like I'm, I'm fine with it oh the manga oh the manga people uh oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a dark cold <laughs> yeah like i gotta watch out what i'm saying you know yeah right now i'm gonna get some i'm gonna get some some nasty emails i'm, I'm prepared for that i'm, I'm trying to think it. if there's any other series like i think well Fulman alchemist is just this interesting case study of yeah of just what an anime is able to do that like i don't know of any other reboots that well uh, i mean there are a lot of there are a lot of anime that do end up having their anime only ending and then that's it right that's how it mm -hmm. goes yes and, correct you know i guess that's a coin toss for me there are some that i say oh yep this was ruined like this show was ruined by how this ended and then there's other times where even though it's not how the source material ended I still enjoyed it. And I, you know, I think for what they were given, again, do I want, you know, 50 filler episodes and then they'll tie it up? Or if I want something that just makes me feel satisfied, like, yeah, oh, it's a tough one. It's a good point. Very good point. Uh, Flippity Flam, what, what did you think? Because I, I think you also were first, you'd seen Full Metal Alchemist before seeing Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Or am I incorrect on that? No, you were right. And okay. I just, how how I just, was that for you? Did you actually like it? Or were you like, no, this doesn't really, you know, this doesn't sit right with how everything else was going for I the mean, anime at this point. It's weird because it, it's it's just very strange how it ends, right? You're like, okay, I guess I'm satisfied. Because it's just very, very weird. And then we watched Brotherhood, what was it, three or four years ago? That was the first time I watched it. 
I was mm -hmm. like, oh, mm -hmm. I like this so much. It's just better in the storytelling of it. I'm like, oh, this is nice. I'm glad they waited to do it, though, in its own separate entity. Yeah, so the, therefore, it, that's a good way of putting it, right? Where Steph and I, again, but the, if we're going to call ourselves veterans of, of anime, uh, along with Flip here, we, we both were much more okay with it. We kind of liked it. While Flip, for example, is kind of like, well, I mean, it was an ending, so at least you tied it up, but it, it didn't really rivet you. Versus then when you saw Brotherhood, now you're saying, hey, okay, now that's that's what I wanted to see. Exactly, is that right? yeah. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Let's move on here to this next topic, which I think I'm gonna go with a, a, a double um, a double topic here, so that way hopefully uh, Carlos can jump in on it as well. It seems like two different trends are starting to really only become partial characters of anime versus the actual like okay this is the onus and this is how we're going to go ahead and go with it and the two things are really boringly plain protagonists <laughs> a good example is tenchi uh but but you know there they, the other stuff they did with it actually balanced it out um and then also the charming prince characters now they will a lot of anime now that I see reference that usually is a tongue in cheek when they're referencing the charming prince and is not actually the way with this. And for those that don't know what I mean by the charming prince uh, trend, uh, what that is is where the main female would fall in love instantly with the pretty boy prince character that happens to appear in the anime if that's early on if that's halfway through if that's at the end but almost like it was a magic spell that was cast and now they're just so head over heels and i think that uh, a good example of this would be yuki uh from fruits basket <laughs> feel free to go ahead and, and put any other ones in there that kind of uh stick to your mind um from anyone carlos or steph or, or flip well i mean do you consider i think Okay, as a big fan of romance anime, I think this is where it gets tricky because, uh, like, do you consider Tamaki from Orin High School Host Club as this archetype? But, okay, but yes. I, but the thing well, that, I think it's tongue-in-cheek. That, that's, that's where I was. It's, that's the first yeah. person I thought of when I said the tongue-in-cheek aspect of it is I do believe what you're saying is, like, yes and no, but I think it's because they're self-aware also in that anime a little bit. Not as much as some other animes that are really like, you know, they try to they break the fourth wall even. Uh, but I feel like that one does just enough of that self-awareness that that was intentional. I really want to dig into this Fruits Basket because I love Fruits <laughs> Basket, but also how spoiler or not spoilery are, oh man, ah, uh, this is, ah. Uh, because like... Oh, man. Well, okay, what I think I can say is, you know, the thing about Fruits Basket is that's not the only protagonist, right? Like, correct, correct. Of the anime. So it's interesting to hear you say that because I think that that goes into that it's it's one, or like, character archetype that they let the fans kind of and the main character gravitate towards, but then they've also, they have other characters as well in there. So... Uh, yeah, I just, ooh, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm tr I'm just trying to think because sometimes I think it's just, it's these types of shows are designed in a way where different people can attach themselves to their favorite type of personality, right? In a way, and I, it, it almost ties itself to the harem genres in a way where, you know, you have these different like archetypes of characters. Like you have like your tsundere's, your yandere mm -hmm. characters, right? And some people like to watch a show just to like experience their favorite waifu, right? And <laughs> their favorite personality. So, 
Yeah, I'm gonna let someone else take the mic. I'm thinking. I'm thinking hard about this. <laughs> I think my perspective on this is that uh, I have a hard time disliking any archetype of a character by itself. Like just what were the, what were the two? Like, like like the the pretty boy that was the one, and like the yeah. the, the the clueless. Like the very the very clueless protagonist, you know. The very clueless. There's there's not much that makes you say. There's a lot to this character. You're just like you're very plain. <laughs> right, right. And while I I think from my perspective, while I acknowledge that those archetypes do exist, not just in anime, but and I'm, I'm usually like most because I haven't seen a lot of it. I'm relating my experience to other media. It, for me, it's so much about how that particular character interacts with the with the unique with the unique cast that is around them, right? I don't think it's just about, you know, who that one, it, it, who that one person is. It's how about that, how that one person or the one thing interacts with everybody else. And that's the part that I, that I become interested in is, is that, is the dynamic that evolves now, like if in most cases, the dynamic is, is, is you know, not good, then sure. I guess you could learn, I guess you could have formed an association of disliking that archetype. But for me, I think it's just a, it seems like a, such a like a case by case thing, and I could I, I have I could see situations in which it's like you know this does work in situations in, in which it doesn't work. Um, I think it's certainly more fun and uh, um, probably better content to have a very strong opinion <laughs> about these things, um, but I definitely don't <laughs> as, as in, in in this kind of media because I think there's a place for um, all sorts of kinds of of, of protagonists and and just you know character styles and ways of thinking um but it's just if they're chosen in the wrong situation and they're with the wrong cast then it just leads to a a story that's not interesting you know and that's that's where the real um the real downfall of it comes from i i wholeheartedly would agree with your point uh right now carlos is that i feel all these different things have a place it's just did they go ahead and utilize it as you know does it fit the story or do you say hey that one episode or this section of that one episode really is like the one thorn in this entire series and it doesn't make sense uh if you're able to do it well, I think it, it's going to fit good regardless of what some of these archetypes are uh, versus, oh, no, you, you got to move away from that. That That's no good. That that portrays something very specific and outdated. Uh, like I said, they, that's more for the harem just because they, as an anime, they haven't evolved to really be like, okay, what's new? What's a, a new way we, we go on this? So I agree with you there. Now, Flip, what, what about you? Do you have any uh, – we know you are super into the Prince Charming-like animes. <laughs> We've yes, about it so I love before. those so much. <laughs> so, what, what do you feel though? Do, do you feel like any of those characters used to? You're like, oh, I'm so tired of seeing those characters. I'm glad I don't see them as often as as nowadays. Or do you, did you not even notice them that they were some of them were just so plain? You just moved past them. Well, I think my biggest problem is the one that always fawns over the the pretty girls the most. The guys that do. I, ah, I yes. Yes. I don't like that one. So that's would a like good Demon example. Slammer, that's in Demon, yes. Demon Slammer. Yes. Demon Slayer. Like, yes. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, yeah, basically <laughs> you're you're Brock from Pokemon, right? Yes, Essentially. No, exactly. Anyone. Like yeah. they have their place, but like I feel like it's such a tired out trope. And some of the new ones use them all like Chainsaw Man, for example, the main guy. Like the whole entire episode he just wants to touch a tit. Like that's well, you know, I feel like <laughs> Oh, it's I so I agree. Like Zenitsu from Demon Slayer can't stand him. Um, what's his name from My Hero? Mineta can't stand oh, Mineta's Mineta, character. No. Oh, you know, great I, brush. Oh, I God. cannot stand them. 
But with Chainsaw Man, now this is a super like nuanced take. I actually don't mind it because I just think the way that they've written it, it's like a really interesting parallel, like having someone have nothing else that they want when they could like right. strive, like the fact that they could strive for anything and they want this that... basic human desire, I kind of, it hits different than it's in great. the way Brock and Mineta and like all these characters, I'm like, this is so overrated, this is obnoxious, it actually makes me kind of uncomfortable to see sometimes, but you know, with the Chainsaw Man, I think it's just done in a way, maybe because it's so like contrasted by the rest of what that anime is, that I it's like a, a interesting relief that I don't mind. <laughs> okay, so here's something that this again, this might be my own take and nobody else will have it. So in the same exact anime, which is My Hero Academia, uh, there's Mineta, which I cannot stand. I know what the point of his character is, and I get it, versus, I'm, I'm pretty sure her name is Midnight? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. And obviously, <laughs> she's the exact, she's her version, basically, like she, of that. She's but a teacher. I find her her writing, and maybe it's just her writing for is what the difference is yeah. for her, for her um, <laughs> getting it across, but I find that to be funny. Mm -hmm. I find her take to be hilarious, while for him, it just feels so like, ew, it's like that, ugh, I, I don't know how else to put it, and you, you would think I would agree with the dude more than I'd agree with the way the gal is, you know, uh, going about her way of, of doing the same exact pervy kind of stuff, but it's just, I don't know, I, I guess it's written differently, and therefore I'm like, oh, you're funny, while him, I'm just like, you're, you're, you're making me feel icky. Oh, I wonder if there's some interesting social implications there also. Oh, man, there, oh, uh, yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> we, okay folks that have been listening for this entire episode to this point let us know how many o's that <laughs> i think we've got we've got we've been getting her pretty good this uh this episode <laughs> like oh, there's so many different oh. angles we could talk about these things i love it so much all right so the last thing i want to cover here which i think also uh, will be a good one for carlos before we wrap this up tonight is the way that anime has gone with localization so ah, this, this uh -huh. is a big topic for a lot of people they want to fight about they want to fight sub versus dub and <laughs> i like both i literally like both now i can understand there are certain dubs that are not so good and there are certain subs where i just there's so much going on that i'm like i'm gonna wait for this to be dubbed because i can't really appreciate the show and and i i can understand the context of what they're screaming about right now because there's so much going on an example of that for me be attack on titan like i don't i want to be seeing all the carnage I don't want to be reading the bottom of the screen and, and trying to understand what is the carnage all about. That's me. So let's go ahead and throw it out to everyone else here. Uh, the localizations, especially in the early 90s to mid 90s, they would instead add westernized names and culture that actually wasn't in the subbed version of same, the same words, the same anime. Did that ever turn you off back in the day for any of you versus nowadays where it seems like they do a really good job of finding a way where you could still get that information, but it's actually true to the original format of that anime and manga. Oh my God, I have so many strong thoughts. Okay, oh, get ready. I'm gonna go on the quickest rant you've ever heard in your entire life. Oh, so first of all, I am so 
anti-gatekeeping when it comes to anime. So I think it's so important to let people watch in the way that's best for them. I also think it's so important that people remember that, you know, dubs are really important for accessibility. So, you know, there is this conversation, and I will go into my rant about, like, just the evolution of dubs where, you know, they have come a long way, and they, you know, used to have a certain reputation because things like, you know, they would hire radio show hosts to do dubs instead of actors, and now you have professional voice actors who are you know you know matching lip flaps whereas beforehand that just wasn't a thing because the technology wasn't there and also it wasn't popular enough and you know even just the technology to have better translations wasn't out there the budgets weren't there so you know dubs weren't you know you know the way that they are now but still people you know will use those bad dub examples as ways to hate on like new age dubs which makes me very sad and upset but i think it's so important to remember that there are a lot of fans out there who you know need dubbed anime to be able to even watch it in the first place and so i think yeah i think at the end of the day as long as you are watching what works best for you that's great and that's awesome i also am team both i will i love watching a good dubbed anime i also watch it subbed i think there's a lot of interesting conversations where you know there are some things that can't be exactly translated so it will always be a, a different experience like it's an adaptation and not a direct direct translation all the time but uh carlos you should give some thoughts mm. on this one because, oh yeah i have so yeah. many thoughts i have so many thoughts on this one specifically um mm -hmm. so i think i'm of I, i'm of the camp that there is no right answer for every for for like I, I don't think I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick team sub for everything or team dub for everything right there are certainly situations in which this is different um, but my perspective is different because I also speak a bit of Japanese um, like enough to enough to like I'm not fluent but like enough to follow along m most anime without um, English subtitles and and understand things and the tricky like the, the uh, it's so interesting like for me personally um i get a lot of just because i enjoy language learning and i i enjoy that part of the process like there is some inherent joy inherent joy of learning a new oh, like you know some new word from an anime and i have a context in which i can use it right and that that's just kind of kind of fun and i can only do that if I'm watching subbed because in dubbed there's no Japanese source to hear the word or, or hear it used in context. Um, as Steph was saying, there there are some specific instances, not very commonly, um, where like the Japanese um, has some has some humor in it or some things that you just you just cannot translate and don't make sense. Um, actually, in Spy Family, which we've been since we um, we've been watching, there's a couple of them that I've noticed. Um, um, one is that um, Anya, like, occasionally speaks in some, like, has some strange Japanese mannerisms. Um, like, um, uh, a little uh, basic lesson. You, you say, when you, wait, 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 the way you say good morning is ohayou gozaimasu. Um, but she says, like, ohayoimasu, you know, something like that, which is so, which is really cute. Um, but it adds this, like, this little layer of, um, like, you know, there's there's some extra detail there, and I I've, I've actually seen some like fan theories of people being like like oh like but what's the reason that Anya like you know she's like a has this ability but she doesn't like but she can't just speak nor normally you know and um trying to read it in the the subtitle translation like it kind of gets the point across but I think it's a different feeling than knowing how it's supposed to be said. Um, and there was a there was another one which is a, another very specific puns. I'm a, I'm a big wordplay and pun guy, um, much to Steph's chagrin, I'm sure. 
<laughs> so um, there was a particular joke where the so the word in Japanese for consonant, as in like consonants and vowels, is shin. Um, and the word for cause of death in Japanese is also shin. Um, and there was a moment in the show where that that becomes relevant and it's misheard. Um, it's misheard as, you know, like they're talking about consonants and one character interprets it as hearing cause of death. And I was just like, I was like, oh my god, that is so silly. And then Steph was just like, what? Like, we were watching at the same time and it just, it just completely went over her head. Understandably, because you would never know. And like, that's just one thing you can't, like, it's, it, it's so hard to translate that. And um, that, though, that is a situation in which I think um it's it's like uh, uh, to have the option you know like to have the option is the real answer for all of this and neither is I, is inherently superior and i think you should be able to pick which, whichever you want for, for whatever reason um, like that those moments are what create a point of tension right because then when you dub it you will change so in, in a new age dub they will then change that line to mm -hmm. be a more western something that will get the same feeling across but it's not the same thing and that's where some people will say well this is not the same story or the same you know the same character feel or whatever and so that's where i think it gets kind of interesting yeah but but then it only matters if you know that it's not the original right like what if you right. don't what if you don't you have no clue that this thing was actually changed from the original oh, but you hear, and you hear this and you hear this joke and it's like oh that was okay that was something you know um ah uh, it's like a Oh, what does this make me, make me think of? I, I'm not sure, but uh, it is. I think it. Sh I think it should be at at the very least. I think people should not get mad at other people for making the choices they want to make. You know, there are there are pros and cons to each. I have my reasons for choosing mine. Um, I th also think for anyone who's learning a language. I think consuming media that you like in that target language is a very good way of doing it. Not just like there's some there's some level you can learn by passive consumption, but if you ever take the time and just like, you know, like really sit down with it and just like look at like wait, why does this make sense? Then you can learn a surprising amount in a short amount of time. So um, I'm a big fan of subs for that reason because it's an exposure to another, you know, another language that I, you know, I, that wasn't spoken in my house when I was growing up, and it gives me exposure to another, um, another the cultural tendencies of another part of the world that was not my culture, and I think that is great. Oh, I love that, Flippity Flam. What's your what, what's your take here on? Because uh, you you might have remembered the uh, the '90s dub of Sailor Moon and the four kids version of Yu-Gi-Oh. What, what do you what do you think of Ooh, how they changed? Spicy. That is spicy. Where to call me old without calling me old? Oh, don't worry. I, I to me to, to even reference it that uh <laughs> that means I'm there with you. That's true. I mean, I loved those. I was always man. I loved the English ones when they came out with it. It was just easier for me to concentrate on. And I get that a lot of things get lost in the sub, which we've had whole episodes on that before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I won't get into it too much, but I like both because you do lose a lot with the sub, like Carlos was saying. Absolutely, uh, one of the you also animes... you also Sorry, do ahead. you also do lose the performance of the English voice actors or the the target language voice actors if you do mm -hmm. watch the sub. That's something that Steph has been talking to me about. Actually, is that you know if we're gonna go back and watch some of her favorites, like her old favorite stuff, you know there is the option to do both. But it's like, you know, in a case where it's, one's not inherently superior to the other, like, you know, is the is the original 
the best thing like i think it comes down to that fundamental question right like is is it because it is the original does that inherently make it the best i'm not so sure that the answer is always yes um and especially in like um in in some like uh oh this is this isn't an anime example example but it's i'll, I'll use it's a game example because it's i i i know i can speak to it in um in the game xenoblade chronicles 2 xenoblade is one of my favorite series and it does have some people call it like a very like anime video game i don't know if it's really i don't think not, i'm not sure how true that is there's a lot of the waifus in xenoblade 2 but anyway um in in the japanese version right all the voice actors are just you know they have there's they're speaking japanese and they have like the different some different dialects of japanese and you know, obviously you know old men young men old women young women different characters things like that but in the english versions they every character has like a different european accent like there's a character with a welsh accent there's a character with an australian accent um just normal like british accents and that adds so much depth that you can't like that is hard to account for in in a trans in, in you know in just a strictly like a like a word-to-word -word translation and it's a, just a different vibe of the characters um but the thing is like that's not the original right the game was made in japanese right so the is so am, am i missing out by not hearing the original japanese voice like i'm not i'm not so sure that's true that's a good point because uh a good example for me obviously my favorite anime of all time cowboy bebop Mm -hmm. And a general consensus for that one is actually the performance by the English, English dub cast blew it out of the water. Now, part of that, which I'll just do a quick little uh, piece of information on it, the reason why is that when they originally had made Cowboy Bebop, Bebop was not made to actually be an anime of any substance. They had gotten the money to go ahead and push a toy line, and this was referenced in our uh, last uh, anime discussion episode, uh, so I'm going to keep it quick. And because of that, <laughs> the writer who got all the funding for everything was like, you know what? We're going to make the best damn anime we can make. So <laughs> let's, let's just go all out here. So now when they initially had done it, though, the, the original cast, of course, they gave their, their, their best for it, but then it started to become a little bit of a phenom phenomenon, and boom, when they pushed it out uh, west, it just it caught like wildfire. The way that they had, like you were talking about, they were applying these different uh, voices and accents to the characters to give them that depth that if you are traveling around all of space, is everyone going to have the same dialect? Probably not. I mean, obviously, it's for our minds to kind of take it in, in different directions. So, I, again, that's kind of where that started uh, to really, you know, give a good argument for saying, you know what, there are there are good dubs. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm down for sub or dub. My biggest thing is whichever one I started as that's my like oh that's the one because now that's how i see and hear those voices of those characters mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so goku i will always think of as the english voice actor so when i hear <laughs> his voice done in the original japanese version my brain's like i can't handle this it's too much because it's so different it's it's, uh, it's vastly different compared to other ones that are kind of similar in nature a lot of the times i had to get over that huge hurdle so you know a lot of my first anime watching was you know on tv dubbed you know things like that and then as i got really into anime and then learned you know oh wait there's anime out there especially this is like you know early 2000s where it's like wait 
there's anime out there there's more episodes than what the tv has but it just hasn't been licensed yet or you know for example before like you know naruto shippuden was officially like you know dubbed right there were like 100 episodes in japanese and and you know steph was like at the time oh, wait I want to keep watching more Naruto, right? Or whatever it was that I was watching, you know, and I had to kind of adapt all of a sudden it was in Japanese and not the the dub actors that I was used to, but my desire to finish the story <laughs> and find out what was happening kind of uh, took over there. And I'm back. Anime, anime love finds a way. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> grateful. I mean, now though, now there's also just not that issue anymore because of simulcasts where now we get anime basically instantaneously within 24 hours of it airing in japan whereas you know back in the early 2000s like you had to wait a year two years to get an official western release or a dub of uh an anime so i don't know there's also that factor too i guess now you don't really have to kind of have both in your life if you don't want to that's a great way of putting it well as we now want to talk about how the fact that we're so lucky to have all of you in our lives thank you both for joining us Aww. for this awesome topic today mm, happy to be here thanks thanks for having us this was so much fun i feel like we kept talking for five million hours it's well, always a pleasure i absolutely would but then flip would say dude what the heck i gotta edit <laughs> this thing what are you doing here yeah five million hours of audio is probably more than any hard drive can i know i only <laughs> have so lot. much space yeah. <laughs> so but i want to do though is for the both of you if you want to plug yourself a little bit here now I'll go ahead and take the floor before we go ahead and wrap up this episode so if stuff you want to start and then hand it off to carlos that sounds good to me oh thank you so much for having me my name is steph aka steph of anime on all platforms and yeah i'm going to be playing a lot of pokemon in the near future scarlet and violet so if that's your jam Come say hey. Uh, awesome. Um, I'm Insane in the Rain. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash Insane in the Rain Music. Um, I just put out my first original album of music after doing game music covers for about 10 years. Uh, the album is out in, in uh, digital CDs, vinyls. You can get all of those on insaneintherainmusic.bandcamp.com. And uh, I would say you should just subscribe to me on YouTube. I won't tell you why, but you just should. You should. If you, if you like anime, you should subscribe to me on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that is a perfect plug right there oh my goodness all right well thank you so much for tuning on in dreamers Family, love you as always. and 